So, you want to save the world with clean energy? Make money doing it? Confused about the economic and technical realities of residential and commercial solar, batteries, heat pumps, EVs? Want the real-world scoop on new energy technologies, not manufacture hype? Then tune in to the Weekly Energy Show, hosted by Barry Cinnamon. Insights from Barry's 40-plus years in the solar and energy industry will help you understand the future ways we'll generate and consume energy. And now, here's Barry. Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, if you're thinking about solar, there's something really important that you should know. It should be obvious. But what you need to know is there is no such thing as free solar. Now, solar installations aren't cheap, and they're certainly not free. you got to do a lot of construction work on the roof of your house or commercial building. There's electrical work to be done, and these are done by trained people. Nobody, no company is going to install solar for you for free. I guarantee it. Now, the Romans had two words for what you have to remember. These are the old Romans, and they use this language called Latin, which my high school English teacher kind of pounded into me a little bit. Not too much. Didn't work. But anyway, I remembered this term, caveat emptor. And what that means is, let the buyer beware. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So just remember, there are no totally free solar programs. According to the Department of Energy, the federal government does not offer any programs for free home solar installations. The reality is, as I mentioned, the equipment's expensive and the installation work isn't cheap. Now, the good news is it's a good investment. Many people can expect paybacks in the 5 to 10 year range if you put in solar. And often after the solar's done, you might have a little electrical bill. And if you finance it, you're going to have to make some monthly payments. But you're going to save a lot of money over the medium term. Not not immediately. It's not free. I mean, you're not going to get like a one-year payback or instant. But typically, you can look at good paybacks, and it's great for the environment. And it also adds value to your house. But unfortunately, there's some disreputable companies and individuals out there that advertise free solar. Now, I see these ads on the internet every single day. You can't believe how annoying they are because in many states, they're illegal. States have laws against this particular version of false advertising. California requires every solar installation to go through something called the Solar Consumer Protection Guide. It's like a 25-page set of documents that have to be signed by the customer and the installer in order for the utility to connect the system to the grid. It's a pain in the neck that we have to go through. It's actually extra cost for reputable companies, but it helps maybe slow down some of the crooked companies that are advertising free solar, but they're still doing it. As I said, I'm in California. I see these ads all the time, and I feel bad for people who really want to put in solar and they think they can get it for free. Now, the companies that are making these free solar pitches We'll try anything to get your contact information. And then you're going to get bombarded with calls and emails to set an appointment or to give more information to you or to send a salesperson directly to your door or set up an appointment that you may not even want. And they're going to give you a really hard sell to buy solar from them. Usually, in almost every case, it's not going to be a good deal. That's why you have to remember those two Latin words, caveat emptor. Now, consumer protection regulations have been passed to prevent these false solar sales pitches. But 
still crooked companies around the country are still making these promotions. Maybe the company's out of state. They're advertising, in, you know, obviously they, the advertisement might show up in California. And then there's a California company that's going to kind of run with that. Now, in most of these companies that are really involved in these free solar pitches, they only stay in business for a year or two. Then they get sued. Then they get in a lot of trouble. Then they go out of business. They disappear and they emerge under a different name. And unfortunately, they give the entire reputable solar industry, it's a huge industry, 99% of the companies involved are reputable, but there's just some bad actors. All right. So how does this happen and why does this happen? Well, first, a lot of people want solar. It makes good economic sense. If you pay for it, it makes good economic sense. Second, these crooked companies, crooked salespeople, the crooked people that are doing the marketing and lying, they can make a lot of money. And third, the regulations really have not caught up to the few bad companies advertising free solar or something like that. So a lot of this is tied into solar financing, but solar financing is a really good thing in the solar industry. Let's talk about that for a minute. Since solar is expensive, $20,000 or more, maybe you can get a smaller system for fifteen, but you're not going to get it for five. Since solar is expensive, financing is a really part of the solar industry. And you got three kinds of basic solar financing. You have solar leasing, which kind of makes a monthly payment, but it's owned by a third party. You have power purchase agreements, which basically the power that's generated by your system, you pay for that. And it's also a monthly payment. And then you have conventional loans. In all of these cases, there may not be any money that you have to pay up front because the financing company would take care of it. But you're still going to need to make monthly payments for the equipment and the installation. The term of these agreements might be five years, 10 years, 20 years, maybe even longer. But they make a lot of sense for customers who may not have the available cash right now for solar, but they still want to put in solar. It still makes economic sense for them. So when I kind of look at financing, I like it when you can get what we call positive cash flow. In other words, the payments for the loan or the lease or the power purchase agreement plus whatever remaining residual electrical payments you have, because solar is not always going to completely eliminate your bill, maybe eliminate 70% of it. So 30% you have to pay. Those total payments, the payments for the financing and payments for the remaining electric bills, if they're less than the original electric bill that you pay, for example, let's say you have $50 of remaining electric bill and your financing costs are 150 bucks but your electric bill used to be 300. Now you come out $100 ahead. So solar financing is legit. It's not a scam. But many free solar scam deals ignore the cost of financing. The financing is kind of hidden. And the scam artists say that solar is free because they get you to sign a contract. You sign a binding contract without any upfront payment. But the fine print of the contract says, hey, you just signed up for solar and there's financing. And then that's when people get surprised and it's a lot of money. All right, let's try and dig into why these scams are happening and ways to avoid them. In order to do that, it's helpful to understand the two basic solar installation business models that are common in the industry. Now, one model is what I call the one-stop shop solar installation model. That's where a single company takes the responsibility for everything from marketing to customer service. They take care of the sales, they take care of the installation, they provide the support, they have a marketing team that runs some advertisements. Maybe sometimes they have uh, hire people to go door to door, but if it's done properly, it's definitely legit. This is a very common business model for companies that have been in the solar business for many years. Heck, when I started in 2001, some friends started you know decades before, you really need to do everything. It's a very typical individual 
local contractor business model. Well, you know, roofers use it, home builders use it, companies like that. It makes a lot of sense. And when I kind of look back, the companies that have been in business in solar for many years, they typically use this business model because it's sustainable, it's stable, it, it could be slightly profitable. And these companies have great reputations. They provide good pricing, usually not the cheapest pricing. They use quality equipment and they provide long-term support. Most important, companies that have been in business for a long time, they're not scamming customers because they depend on referrals. Several of my good friends, like Ed Murray at Aztec Solar, Gary Gerber at Sunlight and Power, Vince Battaglia with Renova, Russell Seifert, Creative Solar in Georgia, TJ Merrill with A&R Solar up in Seattle, they've been doing installations for 20 or more years. And they're not scam artists. And lots of companies, wherever you are in the U.S., you can find companies that are going to give you an honest installation and they use this kind of like one-stop shop business model. Now, the other model, which has become really popular because it allows companies to scale rapidly, grow really fast in many different locations, is it's what I call the disaggregated solar installation business model. Sorry for this word disaggregated. It's kind of complicated, but it means it's not all under one roof. You've separated the marketing from the sales from the installation, from the support, from the financing. There may be separate entities that are doing all that. But remember, caveat emptor, there may be five different companies involved and they're all interested in making the most money for themselves and not seeing that you get the best installation. So here's what happens. Sometimes what happens with this disaggregated business model. In some cases, there's a marketing company or a lead generation company they're out there on the internet. They're the ones making these claims. They're sending you emails. They've got pop-ups that show up when you're looking at YouTube videos or they're on Facebook. They're going to make these really exaggerated claims. Free solar, zero electric bill forever. The government's going to give you free money to buy solar for your house. You know, you got to be careful. Caveat enter. These marketing companies, then they get... And they get a sucker. They get somebody that's interested. They get the phone number, the email, the address, the electrical bill information. Then they send that lead, a hot lead. That's somebody that's really interested. They send that to a solar sales company. Sometimes the marketing and the sales companies are under one roof, but I'm seeing more and more often there's separate entities that just do the marketing. And then there's separate entities that just do the solar sales. So the marketing company gets some money, gets paid for these leads from the solar sales company. And the solar sales company has now got this, you know, on these growing numbers of people that are interested in solar, maybe under false pretenses. And then the solar sales company sends out aggressive, hard sell solar salesperson to put in the solar. Now, often the solar salesperson doesn't even go to the house. They can be in a different state or a different country. They're going to do a design from online data, from an aerial photo, and they're going to generate a proposal, really never even going there, just asking a few questions. And you're going to do the whole contract online. They're going to try and push you to sign everything online. Eventually, there's going to have to be somebody to get some kind of electronic signature, but it can be done online completely in some places. And these salespeople, they're not going to ever deal with the person that signs up again. They're gone afterwards. They may exaggerate the savings. They may minimize the real costs. They may say, don't worry, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner. This is really free. Don't worry. Trust me. I've been doing this forever. Blah, blah, blah. And then the deal's signed. You have a contract. You know, the homeowner might have signed a contract with one of these salespeople. Obviously, some of them are very reputable, but there's a lot of crooked ones out there. And the salesperson gets paid for the sales contract. They just, they got a contract. Hey, all right, I made my numbers for the week. And I talked about some of these are unethical salespeople. They'll say anything to get a contract because they can make a ton of money. Here's an example. 
they may have a minimum selling price for a system based on the size of the system. Say 20 solar panels and maybe the minimum price is $20,000. Just rough numbers here. The solar salesperson basically has to sell the system for over $20,000. Anything over $20,000, they get to keep. I've heard of situations where the solar salesperson might sell the system for $40,000. The minimum that they need is 20. They get to keep $20,000. I've heard of solar salespeople that are getting incomes in excess of $100,000 a month. And they're just leaving in their wake lots of unhappy or future unhappy people. I don't know how they sleep at night by conning people, but the solar salespeople can make a lot of money and that's kind of fueling a lot of this. So then there's a contract done by the solar salesperson and then their solar sales organization, their company will then sell that contract to a solar installer. And there's these solar installers. They're really, really good at doing installations, really, really fast, really, really efficient, maybe not necessarily really, really high quality, but they're going to buy those contracts. And these solar installation companies are then going to take that contract and then get the building permit, do the installation, get it signed off, and then they're basically done. A lot of times that they're kind of generic, they're going to show up at your house on a generic white van. They're going to have a pretty efficient, very experienced crew. They're going to work really, really fast, and they're going to try and get the job done as cheaply and as quickly as possible. Ideally in a day, sometimes less than a day. Sometimes they do two a day. They'll send two white vans out with six people and they're just going to be working like crazy hard getting it all done. But the workers, keep in mind, in many cases, not every, but in many cases, the workers get paid for how fast they work. They're not focused on quality. If they can get done with that job in four hours, you know, seven people, they can get another one done that day and make a lot of money. And basically what happens, two things happen really. First, the installation is commoditized. And then what also happens is they're done. They turn the system on, it works, see, your system's working, and these companies are gone. They're no longer involved with the system. They don't want to be around if there are any problems. They're not going to answer the phone. They're not going to be involved at all if there's any roof leaks. And so that's why you kind of have to watch out for that. We're very careful. These companies that have been in business, some of the ones that I mentioned, the, the contractors that are around for a while, really careful about roof leaks and making sure things are done properly and that the installers don't walk on the solar panels and the wiring is done in a way that's not going to leak. That's important, but sometimes often not going to get that when you've got workers who are on your roof who just basically are getting paid you know, by the panel they installed and the quality is not really that important. So caveat emptor. So this aggregated business model, because you're getting this pitch at the beginning, it sounds like it might be cheap, but costs often increase because there's not just one company under one roof with really good communications that kind of handles all this. There may be three or four or five companies involved and there's going to be some communications issues. Was it sold properly? Customer wanted it on this part of the roof. It goes somewhere else. There's some confusion. The confusion happens with every installer, but you're going to see it more happening more commonly with disaggregated business models. And also it's going to take longer. But because there's so many more people involved, sometimes the final price, not the beginning price, the final price may be higher. And because everybody within this kind of value chain, these four or five companies, they're going to cut corners as much as they can. And probably one of the biggest downsides is you're going to get limited warranty and service coverage because the companies basically who are involved they're done. They're moving on to the next installations and they're really not going to care that much about providing really, really good service. So that's kind of at the end of the day, the thing that you have to worry about the most in addition to kind of overpaying for solar is that there's no incentive for the marketing company or the sales company or the installation company to provide really good service and value because they're going to kind of move on to the next customers. So, you know, the other thing that we found is that 
and this is really over the past five or six years, this aggregated business model, it doesn't work really well for battery installations and electrical upgrades because in order to do that extra work, to put in a battery, to put in backup power, you really have to know the details of the home's electrical service and the home's wiring. And you can't tell that. The solar marketing company or the solar sales company can't tell that from an aerial photo of the roof. You have to know the exact design of the wiring, the exact location of the batteries around the house or inside the house because there's some some clearance issues involved with batteries. And what happens is you may get a solar sales company selling you a battery system, but there's going to be a contingency in there. And it basically says, well, we think this is what it's going to be, but we may increase the price when the final engineering is done. And that could be a pretty big increase in price. So that's when you get the big surprise. So once again, if you're looking at putting in a battery, I would not suggest going with a company that has this kind of like disaggregated business model. Once again, caveat emptor. Now, if you think you're a victim of fraud, if you think you might have signed up for one of these things and it's kind of taking forever and nobody's answering the phone and there's some issues and it sounds like you're way, way, way overpaying, you may not get relief by contacting any of the people that you were originally talking to, the marketing company, the sales company, the installation company. You can file a claim with your state's contractor license board and you can also contact your state's consumer protection department. Now, keep in mind, even these reputable companies, it takes a long time to get the building permit the utility, they're sometimes difficult. The requirements on where equipment's installed, like the batteries, clearances change, things like that. Sometimes it takes time, but these reputable companies, they will answer the phone. They're going to be there. They want to make sure that they have a happy customer at the end of the day. So just kind of looking online about this issue, I, I saw some advice from the Department of Energy. What the DOE said on their website is, watch out for two good-to-be-true offers. Beware of attempts to collect your personal data in exchange for a free price quote. Watch out for unlicensed solar installers and solar salespeople. And this is advice from Barry, not from the DOE. Get references from your friends. Get references from your friends, neighbors, people in your area for experienced local installers. Because the local guys, they want to stay in business and they're going to give you the best support. One of the challenges is that the solar businesses is trickier than ever to run. Higher interest rates have made financing less attractive. You got to pay more for financing because interest rates kind of went from like two or three percent to five or six or seven. Some states, including California, have cut back on the solar incentives. So you may have been looking at a five to seven year payback and now your payback might be eight or nine years. So it's got to cut back on the demand. Now, the good news is the solar panels themselves have come down a little bit in price. Batteries have come down a little bit in price, but labor rates have all gone up, and it's almost a wash. I haven't seen decrease in total solar installation costs that much, especially now that batteries are needed, because there's more labor involved. And when we talk about the batteries, here in California, it used to be just put in solar, you'll get a good payback. Now, in order to get that payback, and in order to have backup power, you need a battery. And batteries are going to cost a bunch of extra money, sometimes as much as the solar itself, but you're going to get savings and you're going to get the benefit of backup power. Now that the solar business is more challenging, here's what's happening. There's even more companies who are kind of running on the edge. They have low profits or maybe losing money, and they're scrambling to pay their bills for equipment for their next jobs and pay their salaries. They may not be able to get new equipment, and unfortunately... There's a lot of solar companies, especially new ones, that are going out of business. They may have been growing too fast. They may have been living on the edge. And they're filing for Chapter 7, usually Chapter 7, not Chapter 11, because it's hard to reorganize a company that's just got a a defective business model. So here's my advice. 
Work with established solar companies. I like the local ones because they're going to give you better service and support. You know, they're part of your community. You want to work with companies that run a profitable business for the long term. Yeah, it's good to shop for the cheapest system, but a lot of times I see this happening right now because we're getting lots of phone calls from orphan customers. The companies that give you the lowest price aren't going to give you the best service, and there is service involved with these systems, especially battery systems. A lot of companies like Cinnamon Energy and some of the other ones that I mentioned, we provide service not only to our existing customers, but to who we call Orphan customers, and these are customers that have solar, have a battery system, and their original installers not answering the phone. Maybe they went out of business, and they need service. And the reputable companies will provide that service. Sometimes it's not inexpensive, even the warranty service. There may be some cost involved, but companies that are providing service are the ones that are in it for the long term. And the companies that don't want to provide service, you got to watch out for that. Anyway, just bottom line: solar and battery storage makes really good economic sense and terrific environmental sense. But remember, caveat emptor, there's no such thing as free solar. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can go to the Energy Show website at energyshow.biz, B-I-Z, and listen to the podcasts. 